G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And we've got our weekly episode where we wrap up everything that's been happening in the Eurovision world other than Australia Decides this week. <laughs> I think we might even mention Australia. Well, we should mention Australia Decides. We have been doing it in our weekly episode every single week. Uh, we obviously had the show on the weekend, and our winner was a fabulous Kate Miller Heinke, wasn't it, Michael? It was with Zero Gravity, one of the favourites. Mm. Um, just quickly touching on it, are you happy with that? We are. I can talk for both of us, hopefully. <laughs> um, ecstatic with it. It was the right choice, the right staging, and the right song, and she'll do us proud. Absolutely. Now, we've done an entire episode on Australia Decides because we have been following it really quite closely. So if you want to hear our thoughts about that, and we go into great detail about it all, go and listen to that episode. But this one, we're going to do everything else that's been happening this Let's week. Let's do that. And where are we off to first? We're off to our friends, the United Kingdom. That's right. It was You Decide. It was on the morning that we had our Australian National Final. Yeah, did you get up to watch that, Michael? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> we might have been to the uh, OGAE party the night before and uh, somebody didn't want to get up. It was 5.30 in the morning. We had to watch it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay, well, look, um, I did watch it. I uh, We had a winner. Should we, we talk about winner. the winner? Yes, let's listen to the winner. It's Michael Rice with Bigger Than Us. This Well, we thought this one might win. It was our kind of pick and our favourite. But you saw the performances after the fact. What did you think? I thought this was really good. Um, This is exactly what we expected. Uh, He performed it pretty well. He can do it vocally. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to take off... You know, anything out of what we saw from their production values at their national final. And that's not me being shady. Shady. Um, Look, I think it was the best of the three. Um, I did think um, the 90s banger was well done as well. Mm. But this is definitely the one I would have sent. I'm going to be honest. It's dated. It sounds like a Westlife song from the late 2000s. But you know what? It was the best of the bunch. Oh, definitely. And I think he did a really good job of it. Uh, Vocally, he he was really good. I thought... He's a really likable guy as well, uh, and that comes through. But I think some of the choreography they might need to rethink around it. But I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the song, and and I put it around the kind of Lucy um, Jones area mm-hmm. of song, and maybe about probably where it could finish. But who knows? Once we get there, it could be less. It could be more. But right choice there. I agree with you. Carrie Ann did a, a really good job. And, you know, I think even Jordan did a good job of Freaks. Yeah, look, I think the three that made the Super Final there deserve to. Mm. Um, look, I, the only problem I see uh, I see with this, to be honest, is, is we've seen it all before. It's the X Factors win a single. Mm. You know, like, is it jumping out of the box at me? No, and this is not a slight on him. But it's just safe, 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 safe. And I thinking this is not going to be on the left-hand side of the scoreboard. Yeah, it'll be a struggle to be there, but I think he's a really good artist, and I I like his voice. I do agree with you. It is Eurovision by numbers, but it's been done well. And if there's no other male ballads, if there's no man ballads there... (laughs) If he doesn't have any competition, he might do well. No, no, but I just think it's like (laughs) if you're up against five other male ballads, maybe the, the strength of the song could fall away. 
But if you've got no other one, sometimes, hey, I, I like that. He sounds great, and I'll vote for it. So it's what definitely won him on the night, his, uh, his great vocal. Um, the only thing, other probably the one of the ones who didn't get through, Holly Tandy, I think she did a fantastic job of this song as well, Bigger Than Us. Mm-hmm. Really liked her. Bring her back again, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Give her another shot, because I thought she was very good. Very likeable. Okay, we do also need to talk about the show itself, because... We can't forget it was on the same day as Australia Decides, and it was chalk and cheese in terms of production value. Um, BBC have a lot of resources at disposal, and for the British fans who are some of the best fans with the best club, deserve more than this show. Uh, It looked cheap. They had the same four backup dancers for every song. Yep, and even pass them off as the backing singers in Michael Rice's song as well. I know. I mean, and also, it is chalk and cheese. This was done in a TV studio as opposed to being done in a sort of stadium type of thing. It just, you know what? It screams, we're not investing, we don't really care. I don't know what, it, it's just, just look. It shows that I, I just a don't... A lack of belief is what I'm trying and to And I've also a bit of... I think it's actually gone backwards for the UK the last couple of years in terms... I think they sort of like... They had a go and I feel like almost like, well, we had a go with Lucy and it didn't work out, so stuff it. And they had so many... So many British fans couldn't go to this event who are just the biggest fans ever. So have a bigger event. Make yeah. this a bigger a bigger deal. Give it a bigger platform. Um, I thought... I like Mons being the presenter. I know it's a bit weird to have a Swedish one and people say you should have your own, but... He had he had the probably the only star quality of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I have a major issue with the interval act. If I see one more British medley of Puppet on a String, oh god, Bucks Fizz, the Bucks Bloody Fizz, it's the only oh, gig they do every year. Surely. I'm so sick of seeing this. If I see anyone else rip off anyone's clothes again, mm. um, you know, even though it was nice seeing Monsters pants ripped off it's just it's harking back to the old days and not looking forward and, and actually when they got to. to the 2000s they were like it never happened let's just move on like talk about being stuck in the past and I you, mean, you yeah. had good results there was a third place in the 2000s there was a fifth place in the 2000s we also had blue with 11th i found it really disrespectful and the most disrespectful thing was running down the results for the last five or six years, 24th, 15th, 24th, mm. oh, aren't we terrible? And next up is Suri from last year. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it is just, it's, it's really disrespectful. It's, you, it's not even, like, knowingly cheeky. The only knowingly cheeky bit was the Gemini bit. Now, that was funny. That's okay. But it's just been like, oh, woe well, is us, and we're not good, and blah, blah, blah. They need to change this format. You are never going to get a good entry doing a national final like this. You just mm-hmm. aren't. Uh, you're going to struggle to get an entry doing Eurovision. So I think they need to change something there. Oh, God, they've needed to change something for a while. This just screamed lack of belief. This screamed bare minimum to do what we need to do um, and people to pick up their paychecks, whoever's running this thing. Sorry. Just Autopilot. Try harder. Yeah, or, you know, and the problem is there's no lack of talent and there's no lack of passion in the United Kingdom. There just seems to be a lack of belief. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I just I, either you want in or you you know. It was uh, one of the most disappointing national finals I've watched. Yeah, only because of the quality. Now, of course, if this is Montenegro putting it on, that's one thing. But this is the United Bloody Kingdom. I mean, Estonia is better than this consistently every year, and it's a much smaller country with a much smaller budget. Right. You know, come on. No, just not good enough. I think they need to either go for something like a Finland UMK, 
or go, or even what they did to pick Joe Dewan back in the day, or go internal with someone who can actually be good, or at least, not good because I don't want to take away from the artist that have been taking part of this, but no, you're not going to get the really big names that are coming through from this. Yeah, Disappointed. Right. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about one of the other big guns now, Italy. Mm, yes. San Remo Music Festival. Oh, this is Went your gig. Five days. <laughs> Not that we <laughs> sat through it or anything, we just simply can't. Um, time difference. Uh, but we had a winner. We have Mahmoud with Soldi. <laughs> Well, we have our winner who uh, came through actually the Sanremo Giovanni, the newcomers category back in December. Uh, he made it through to the super final and he beat Ultimo and Il Volo in mm. the super final. But here's the interesting thing he got nowhere near the tally vote of those two. He actually got 14% of the tally vote, whereas Ultimo, for example, got 46.5% of the tally vote. However, the juries loved Mahmoud. And it was 63.7% of the vote from the juries, which got him through. That's interesting, if you ask me. Mm. Uh, a little bit about the guy. He is a 27-year-old uh, Italian singer of Egyptian and Sardinian uh, descent. Um, he came to prominence in X Factor 2012. So he's been around a little bit, but still considered a newcomer in the Italian music scene. What do you think of the song, Dale? I was pleasantly surprised, actually. Mm. Um you know I'm not the biggest Italian stan. I know you're the one who loves them so much. Um, and I really, like last year, I really struggled with it. I, I found this really young and contemporary and a really, uh, an Italian sound I like, not a harking back. And even though it didn't get the telly vote, Ultimo is a good song. Um, but I actually prefer this, and I know it's not the right thing to do, the jury did, but I think they chose well. Uh, it, it, it stuck with me. I thought there's... It's not just the gimmick of the clapping. I mean, I think people will do that in the crowd. But I, I really like the structure, but I like the chorus, and I didn't want to like it, and then I kept kind of... It was staying in my head all day. Mm. Uh, I was I was impressed with it, and I think this will only improve um, at Eurovision. I think it'll, be, it'll do really quite well. I kind of agree. I really enjoy this. I really do. Obviously, for me, the uh, chorus is the bit that sticks, and it's one of those things that does get stuck in your head. has that little cheeky little clapping bit in it, which mm. uh, everybody will be doing in the stadium, and I think that'll come across really, really well. Um, it is wordy, but Italian songs are wordy in general, you know? Like So I got over that fairly quickly. I really do enjoy this. I feel there's almost like a North African Middle Eastern element in this, mm. along with the melody. Um, yeah. I really, really like it. Yeah, you've done well, I, I Italy. Think is, I think this is going to do very, very well. Yeah. Out of the songs that have been released so far, I think this has the best chance. Yep, yep. I'm definitely putting it up there. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, not only did UK, Australia and Italy choose their artists and songs, we also had Montenegro. The lovely little nation of Montenegro choose their songs. Well, the winner was Demol with Heaven. Well, the national final had a really interesting setup. There was a jury made up of international jurors, 
including people like Ruslana, Andre Kalasans, who obviously was Saunders, sorry, who was just obviously finishing off his performance in Adal, <laughs> Leah Zerk, Ira Losko. So a nice international jury, also yep. a radio jury, so people representing radio stations and a jury of professionals, and a televote. Oh, wow. Yep, for a small nation, they do a lot of things. How many yep. entries? About six, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, six entries. <laughs> then the top two went through to a public vote. Now, Demol got top in everything other than the professional jury, oh. where it didn't do very well, and then won the televote in a canter, mm. 62 to 38%. Now, we played this song today. What did you think about it? Look, I mean, I first of all, with their presentation, I actually quite enjoyed their little um, music sheet type thing. It was cheap. It was effective. It, <laughs> sorry, I mean... <laughs> you said it was cheap. cheap. I love that you used cheap as like a positive <laughs> thing there. <laughs> no, look, it was high impact, for low cost. That's what I want to say, Dale. Um, <laughs> look, and I got it straight away. I have to say, I find the song very pleasant, and that I don't mean that in a bad way. They have got really good voices, and when they combine them, it sounds really, really good. It's not high impact for me, unfortunately. It does get a little beige, or I feel it's a little safe. But apart from that, I thought it was a really competent performance, and to be honest, I don't mind them. I, I don't, might, might be something that grows on me. You never know. Look, I like them. Um, interestingly, they are 16 to 21, uh, so they're all really quite young. Oh, good. And there's something really quite in, in, infectious about them. I, 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 do, I, do like, I do like them. <laughs> Not infectious in a bad way. <laughs> God, cheap, cheap and infectious. No, no. <laughs> and just to, to point out, D-mole actually means D-minor. Oh, okay. um, so that's a name. Mole means something very different in Australia, but we won't go there. <laughs> go Google it. Um, so I like them. The song itself... Uh, yeah, it doesn't oh, really grab really? me. Really? Um, it's something that I probably will skip over on the Eurovision soundtrack, I hate to say. But it was a, it was, it was interesting, their little performance with the music sheet thing for a, a little while, and then that's all they did. So maybe if they can slightly elevate that, that mm. would be nice. But they, they're likeable. Um, it won't be the worst thing, but it's going <laughs> to be a struggle for them to get out of a semi-final, I think. I tend to agree with that. I could say yeah. a massive positive... They're in Australia's semi-final. So, <laughs> um, I don't mean to be shady, but that's one less we need to worry about. Oh, look out. <laughs> Watch us fall. Exactly. Finish beneath them now. <laughs> it was interesting. There were the um, there was In the six, there were five female soloists and them. And, and they, they were the one who mm. got through. Interesting. Right, okay. So that's a Montenegro done. Now, from one of the smallest nations in Europe to, oh, the, well, pretty much the biggest, it's Russia. And we had the worst kept secret of all time released this week. And their artist was announced. And it was, Michael. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name's <laughs> Sergei Lazarev. Oh, indeed. Now, uh, his performance in 2016 was probably my favourite. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't love that song. I loved it. One of my favourites of all time. Uh, he's back. And I think that shows that Russia is coming for the crown. They want this. Uh, they, after the last couple of years, they want to come out with a big bang. They had the embarrassment of not qualifying last year, the drama of the year before. And I think they're going to come all guns blazing. Yeah, look, I mean, he is a massive, massive name in the industry over there, and in particular in all of Eastern Europe. So um, we've seen what he can do in the televote. Uh, if they give him even a better song and a more modern song, um, mm. who knows what he can achieve.
achieve um, something more jury-friendly. Look, he is a massive name. It is exciting for the fandom, I think. Um, I'm really interested to see what he's going to bring. Yep, it's always about the song itself. And I agree, he needs a better jury song. I understand why the juries put it where they did. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, let's move right next door to Finland. Mm-hmm. Now, Darude, we know, actually has been announced. He's doing three different songs. It'll be voted on at a later date. And he released his first song which um, coincidentally was called Release Me. We had a little bit of a listen today. What do you think of it? Um, It's okay. (laughs) It's Mm. okay. It's pretty solid, Darude kind of, with male vocalist kind of song. Um, I've got to say, when it got to the chorus and it was the big, you know, anthemic bit where you're supposed to be jumping up and down in the stadium, etc. Yeah, I don't know if I got off the ground. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah, and I would have to say, I hope this is not the number one song like they kind of did with Monsters last year with Sada. I'm hoping to hear better from Darude. But one song will be released each week. That's just the first one. Right, so we move on to the national finals that happened over the weekend that weren't deciding an artist. So a lot of semi-finals were going on. Um, Again, next door, we're just taking a step over, is Sweden, Melfest, Michael. You're a big lover of it. I You're am. our little Melfest correspondent. I what am. happened? I'm the Melfest stand. We're off for semi-final number two in Malmö. Um, overall, what do you think? We watched it today. What do you think of it? Not as good as last week. I've got to say too. I didn't think the quality was as good as far as the strength of songs. Uh, let's talk about who went direct to the final. We had Hannah Firm and Liamu with Hold You. Mm. Now I've got to say, you really like this one. Oh uh, yeah. Even though the whole show overall I wasn't impressed with, I was really impressed with this song. Uh, I like the use of the flowing plastic mm-hmm. in the close-up shots. <laughs> the faraway shots look like someone just left the door open and yeah. then your curtains were kind of flying around, your cheap ones. Um, the connection between them was really good. Uh, I really believed it. Um, I don't think it was schmaltzy, even though it was a bit of a schmaltzy song. I, I found there was like... Uh, there was to me was kind of sexual. Yeah, like sexual I found tension, it like you felt yeah, the chemistry. It was like I was. We were talking about it today. I was comparing it to um, Amaya and Alfred from last year. Tough comparison. Well, they were a real-life couple, and Mm. there was no chemistry, and it was really timid. And this one with these two, was it was a modern um, duo of young, good-looking, but but also likeable, really gritty performance. I liked it. I really liked this. I liked it. I clearly didn't like it as much as you did. Oh, let me just say, I did like it, and I did feel it is a good modern ballad, um, and that with with a duet. Um, and you're right, the the chemistry was there. I think it sort of bordered on a little bit of schmaltz, but it's pretty hard to create a connection without getting into the schmaltz. You got a areas. black heart, Michael. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I did enjoy it, and I certainly felt it was a standout song for this semi final. Mm. Um, so no issues there for going direct to finale. The other one that went direct to finale now. Didn't say I'd pick this one at all. <laughs> it was Malu Pritz with I Do Me, which was song number two on the night. Mm-hmm. Wow. Tween pop gets through directive finale. I was really quite shocked, I have to say. Having said that, I thought it was a very tight, good performance. She was vocally much better than I thought she was going to be. Mm. Um, when, I, when they did the little package and I'm like, oh, she's a little 
young girl from a small town aren't you cute and then she actually was really consistent with her vocals and, mm. and it was well presented so I didn't expect it to go to direct but it is so what did you think of it well you know you know I quite liked this I know. <laughs> we were going through the top ones and I was kind of embarrassed to say because obviously tween pop is now one of the genres I must like so I'm basically a 12 year old girl but you know whatever um, I just I, I, I love the performance I thought it was the best staging of the night I thought it was the tightest vocal of the night and she I thought it was the good. best overall package it wasn't a song that was going to resonate with every age group Though I thought maybe the younger, and I also thought maybe the really older ones in that way of going, oh, this young girl, and then she's gone and smashed it. I like the clueless references with her dress. I thought it was really good. But yeah, you know, you've never seen the movie. Oh, which never is, said it. Like the yellow it. check thing is a very famous thing. Oh, I've got to see it. you down to watch Clueless one day. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you've never seen it. Um, but it was, I liked it. I think it was really well done. I don't think it would have got through direct the finale if it had been another semi-final. But I like that that genre will be there and it'll be something for the little tweenies. And me, obviously. Yeah, clearly. clearly <laughs> you'll be, you'll be the, your demoscopic heart will be beating when that one comes on. Um, I'm actually, speaking of that, I wonder if the demoscopic thing had something to do with her going direct. Demos- I don't know. I don't wanna, heard... I'm not talking it down, but, you know. Do you Maybe. mean demographic or demos- what's demoscopic? Demi- demographic. <laughs> demoscopic something similar. I yeah, think. anyway, demographic. Anyway, yeah. we're moving on. Under Hans, <laughs> let's talk who went through to Under Hans. Uh, opening the show was Andreas Jonsson, and he was singing Army of Us. Mm. Uh, this split us, because I quite liked it. I liked the song. I mean, I didn't particularly like him in the performance, but I really liked the song. Well, I guess aging rocker is your genre. Yeah, it's that. kind of my genre. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Look, the song itself wasn't bad. It had a bit of a U2 vibe going on there. Mm. Yeah, he's not very likable. I didn't like the performance that much. But I do understand why it got through. Yeah, I did. I actually expected it to go direct. But anyway, it didn't. And the other one was Under Hansen was Vlad. <laughs> Vlad. <laughs> Vlad. Vlad Riza. Um, what did you think of this awful performance? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think I liked it more than you, obviously. I thought the overall package was good. Like, the elements that they did with the, I think, uh, the production, the camera, the choreography. I can't tell you what the song is or how it goes. Exactly. But I think visually it looked good, and the song itself, there was about two or three moments that were okay. Oh, the song was about two or three out of ten. <laughs> but the performance, you're right. I thought it was well shot, and I quite liked the staging of it. But the song itself was absolutely awful. The I best bit of him was waiting for the... Um, so oh, the, yeah, he was quite funny. With, with the, the water shaking, and shaking. Water I'll, I'll give him that. That was the best thing that he did all night. So that's everyone that advanced, which means a couple of the bigger names got left behind. Oscar Ennestad in his Cube. He mm. didn't get anywhere, which I quite liked that simplish kind of electro song. It was between him and Vlad, and Vlad got the nod, really. So. Definitely. Mm. And the other one that didn't get through was Margaret. Shock. That was the big shock. Because I thought that was one of the best songs of the night. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't see how she didn't... At the resonate. end of it, I, to me, there was two obvious songs that rose above the rest. Um, and she was one of them. I was surprised it didn't get through. I liked the, the use of the kind of like green screen effect with yeah. the video behind I'm not sure about what she was wearing but it was eye catching um, <laughs> I liked what she was wearing it looks like she had recycled a dead Muppet <laughs> or something like that sort of fairy looking dress I really enjoyed it uh, anyway she can be reunited with her dogs now so yeah. <laughs> everyone's everyone's happy that's everyone's okay happy. yeah alright uh, well. 
Let's move on. Let's move on. We're getting, we're, I think we're going to Ukraine now with Vidber. Yes, let's get down to Vidber. Vidber. Um, now, we had three songs that got through. Um, we'll talk about one. The other two that got through was there was Yuko got oh, yeah. through. That's right. She did well with the, the juries, actually. There was also Brunette's Shoot Blondes, which is an interesting name. <laughs> and they got through with their song Houston, which had the piano that played oh, about 17 different instruments. All in one piano. Oh, I thought it was tak rama but Crazy. that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the person that really caught our eye was Maruv yeah. with a siren song. Should we just have a little listen to some of it? I think we need to. Come to me, come to me. Now, look, I think listening to it, you, you do hear this. It's a great production. There's like It's something that really grabs you. Um, the visual is, is good and also problematic or not? <laughs> I, you have strong feelings. I, I do have strong feelings about this. I mean, you know, Eurovision generally, and I think these sort of things should be a bit of a family show. And I think this was really stretching the um, little taste level of appropriateness um i can you know i don't you know i'm not a prude i don't mind Mm. a bit of suggestiveness or anything but this was pretty much strip club dancing and (laughs) like there was a fair bit of you know i just thought it just there's a line and i think it's on the other side of the line that it shouldn't be yeah look i think even we can't really say some of these things because it might be explicit on content (laughs) but it was very um sexual it was it was it was too much to be sleazy. I felt yes compared to I like suggestive. There was no suggestion. Oh god! It no. was open open I suggest ladder. You, suggest you get an eyeful of this. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> um, but you're right. <laughs> you know, but even like some of the performance where she went over to the went over to the judges and was like prowling on the desk or whatever. Yeah. I found the judge thing tacky. Very odd. And the thing is, she doesn't need it because uh, the first 30 seconds, I mean, you were blown away. I was blown away. I loved it. Mm. Even she has Dame Edna glasses kind of thing going <laughs> on. And then it just gets a bit too much. And then it ends well as well. So look, I think if she just reigns it in a bit because oh. she won <laughs> She won the telly vote by some margin. She won the pervert vote as well, apparently. <laughs> but, but she did not do well with the juries. She came third, but almost fourth. And she wants to get through... I think she just needs to restrain it. Yep. yep. Jamala was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I, she should be proud of who she is, and, and she's a beautiful woman, and, and yeah, oh, yeah. No, I don't want her to hide her sexuality or anything like that, but there is a line, and just make sure you're on the right side of it. All right, let's get back on track. Let's go to Iceland. Something more... Oh God, something more wholesome. But... Okay, yes, look, we do. Hedda Bjork is where we need to start because we can't go to Hatari next because yes. after Ukraine, that is too close that to the bone. Death line. Would you think it's a BDSM? <laughs> Okay, all right, sorry about that. Uh, we are ready now to, to talk about Iceland. Hedda Bjork, what a legend. Mm. So she got through, didn't she, Michael? She did, she did with her song. Um, gotta say, I'm sorry, I still think it's boring. I know. And uh, unfortunately, it, it sort of, you know, it just highlights the selection. Um, what wasn't boring, Dale, was Hatari. Yes. 
<laughs> Look, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I really liked it. It was... It it really... And I have to apologise to Iceland because we ripped them apart last week about what a terrible selection that was. But weirdly, his kind of screaming elements that was I found really, really ear-splitting in the recorded version, live... Didn't sound so screamy. Yeah. I mean, they were, but it, not it, as bad. I mean, it put me off. That's why I didn't rate it very highly in the studios. But it actually, I'm not going to say it worked live, but it seemed more subdued live. Mm. And, I mean, they certainly had a, a sort of concept that they were going with, and they actually executed it really well. I found it really compelling. Yeah, I, I think the sh- you, you want to watch it. The show is good. A lot of the song is actually really good. You can live with the screamy parts. Mm-hmm. Um, they've just got an X factor about them and in their live performance that just doesn't doesn't look like it's in any of the other songs. Yeah, look, if you ask me, don't even bother with the second semi-final. Just send that. Send them. At least it's something and it's eye-catching and yeah. I know, I liked it. And I must say, their stage looks nice. I like all those little um, LED cubes and stuff going on. It's, mm. I like the production values in, in their national final. So what, uh, two got two get through the semi-final? Yes, and to? there'll be another two next week, and then I believe the juries uh, or producers will pick one as a wildcard. I think it might be the public. Oh, the public do. Oh, oh okay. I think so. Hmm. Anyway, someone gets through. Someone gets through. The so. fifth person. So, so our first two are through, and we have a couple more, another semi-final next week. All right, no worries. Now, all right, so we've got our usuals now. Our good friends Hungary and Lithuania that we love speaking about each week. But guess what, Michael? We are up to the semi-finals of these. Oh my god, I'm excited. Hungary. Okay, so Adal happened this morning, or actually yesterday morning now. And the four acts who got through were Acoustic Planet, Petruska. I like that one. You do like that one. I think it's pretty good. Um, Bence got through, the guy with the doors. Ah, yes, yes. And the Middletons got through Mm -hmm. as well with Roses. And now they had to be saved by the public, but they did come forth in the jury. So it wasn't too much of a shock. Two acts did go out that have been sort of loved by some people. Yes, yes. Mm. Didn't get through. Kind of really bombed. Um, We saw that performance. What do you think of the accordion strap to him? Yeah, look, it just didn't make sense to me. I mean, they had a very modern staging with those geometric shapes, etc., coming up. And then he has an accordion strapped to him for a drop in the song. Like, yeah. hello, what's going on there? And then also a couple of middle-aged backing singers. Sorry. It reeked desperation to me, unfortunately. The mm. song just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, Lithuania. Oh. I cannot believe they're up to the semi-final already. Thunder and lightning, it's getting exciting. I know, didn't you say today that they've reduced it down from how long? I think it's down to eight weeks from 11 weeks or something like that. Snappy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Monica Maria got through. She wasn't competing against herself this mm-hmm. week. So, Good. this is one of two songs. Um, it is a light on. Um, I like it. Mm. I very much like it. We didn't really get vision from this morning's performance. We had the last one. I thought it was really good. I mean, she's obviously a very, very good vocalist. It was pretty simple staging. It was her in quite an amazing white dress, which didn't have a bum cape. It had, like, bum curtains. It was huge, (laughs) huge, and I loved it. Um, Look, I think it's a nice song. Is it as impactful as her other one, Criminal? Probably not. Mm. But it definitely deserves to be in the final. Yeah, I think she's looking a pretty good 
potential bet to win this one, both the tele vote, very comfortably the tele vote, mm. and the the jury as well. Uh, Jurgis Bruska, who was in it last year, is back and he came second with his song Control Alt Delete, mm. something we'd like to do pretty much to most of the Lithuanian <laughs> national selection. Also through was Henry and Tom Modric. That with, was confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. We don't know what they're meant to be. They're not related. It's a stage name mm. named after their famous, their favourite footballer. Footballer Luka Modric from but Real Madrid. It, it's about, it's never par, and it seems to be a love song, but they look like they're groomsmen or uh, at look, a wedding. Okay, let me set the scene. Okay. Basically, it's two blokes who look like they are groomsmen at a wedding. And if you can imagine, you've had entree, and all of a sudden someone says, ladies and gentlemen, Tom and Henry want to sing us a song, and then they awkwardly perform this song and then everyone politely claps but thinks it was really bad at the same time that's basically there was but it seems like there's sexual tension and he says something about like oh but the fact that you're not gay which is a shame Uh, yeah which is a shame this is the lyrics um and it's very confusing we cannot work out if it's a gay love story or a drunken hit (laughs) and also there's absolutely no staging it's just that, to, there's no lighting even. But it's you kind of a transfix at the same time. Very odd. Anyway, they got through. Um, <laughs> and so did Justina as well. She got through with her song. Now, a song we talked about a few weeks ago that won one of the heats, Edgar's Lubis, To the Sky. I think we said it was horrific. Yeah. One that's uh, heat got knocked out in the semi-final. Fair we will enough. be spared listening to that song ever again. And we'll never miss it. All right. Last national final was this morning, Australian time. It was Romania. Ah, Selecia Nacionala. We love that. Indeed. And we had some big hitters taking part. Now, Laura Breton, who's actually from America and was on America's Got Talent, a 16-year-old operatic type singer. She sang sort of a pop opera song. Mm. And she did a pretty good job, didn't she, Michael? She did. I have to say, I'm not a massive fan of the song. Um, It really takes a while to get going. But I have to say, once she hits that last minute, it really goes somewhere and it really is quite eye-catching. So I was quite impressed towards the end. Yeah, I think that's one to watch. I think if she if she gets through, she's going to pick, get people picking up phones. She looks 16. It's almost junior eurovision mm, which is... She looks very young. I, they've made her out to look young. I don't, I don't like that about it, but it's a very impressive vocal performance. Oliver Kay also got through. So did uh, Linda Teodosiu. Oh, you like that one. Um, Dana got through the song. I will not try and pronounce the artist's <laughs> name. Essa also got through, and the public vote went to Aldo as well. Now, someone missing there in the pile. Who is it, Michael? Sonia. I thought it was a really eye-catching performance from Sonia, and um, she certainly had a well-thought-out concept that she executed really, really well. Um, those shoes. I How did she even walk in those things? It was quite a, like amazing. Well, it's showing off the fact she is multi-talented. She did dancing. She did ballet, I think. Mm. She? Well, that was obvious from that. They were high heel kind of ballet shoes. Yeah. Which is insane. I do think she had some tech issues at the start and she couldn't get a little ear pierced she out. She ripped them out. So, yeah. And she was a little out of tune because of that at the start because that can happen. Um, and then vocally, I think because she was doing so much in the dance routine. It perhaps took away from the show. It probably took away from the yep. vocal and the song itself so I loved the dance routine I thought it was brilliant she looked amazing she of was amazing course. Yeah. Um, but it was always a song that was probably going to struggle on a Eurovision stage it was more of a radio a really good radio song and she did a good performance and she still did Australia proud even though she didn't get through good stuff we love you Sonia <laughs>
Well, that's pretty much all the national finals for this week. Um, we didn't really kind of miss most of them because of Australia decides, didn't we? <laughs> Thank God for the internet. You can catch up. Indeed. Well, we've got an even busier week ahead. You yeah. should hear next weekend. But let's start with the week. On the 11th, which is today, we're going to get the Serbian songs. Oh, okay. So for their national final. Bio Vizio. And tomorrow, we next star of Israel finishes. Oh. Yep, so we'll get the artist for Israel, not the song though. On the 14th, um, Darud will give us his next song. I'm excited about that. That's good. Someone has, <laughs> you don't look that excited. To be. <laughs> 15th, Poland will announce their song and their artist as well, which is meant to be in the last week, so it's been delayed. Don't know why, it just is. Mm. Then we get to the weekend. Um, Sunday, our time, Saturday, European time. There will be four national finals completed. Uh-huh. They include some that we've done before, Eastie Lau with Estonia Excellent. and Supernova Latvia. Okay, so be. that'll be good. We've also got two that go straight to final, which is Slovenia and Croatia. So we're going to have four acts decided next week. Mm, nice. On top of that, we have semifinals in Sweden, Melfest. Yay. Ukraine with Vidbur. Lithuania's other semifinal. Iceland. Song of the Captains, next one. And Portugal, the first semi-final. And that is going to be... The biggest day, surely, of the calendar. Surely. Nine national finals on pretty much at once, which is just ridiculous. So make sure you have about 5,000 devices going on at once. Absolutely. And I will go back to Sweden. Don't miss Mellow next week because we've got some big guns coming up next week. Um, first of all, Martin Stenmark, the guy that did 2005 with his song Las Vegas, he returns. Oh, great. Um, Lena Hedlund is going to be performing. She's from Alcazar. But the big one, Dale, closing the show, Jan-Andrik Schalgren will be performing. Uh, I just hope it's his year. I really want him to get through, so hopefully he's got a good song. Yeah, we're very excited about that one, so fingers crossed. Okay, again, it's been another really big week, even bigger for us because of Australia Decides. We've taken a couple of days to to recover from it all. Uh, Enjoy the week ahead, and thanks very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. Bye.